give these guys and gals a great hand. Come on, let's give them a good hand. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. This is a lot of work they put into this. Amen? Amen. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Y'all doing all right? Why don't you do me a favor and just give somebody around you a high five and just greet them and welcome to the service today. I want to take a moment and maybe just... uh, Try to encourage your heart a little bit. I want to begin today um, by asking you a, a question. What's your favorite part of Christmas? I know what the children will say. Some of you are just like, man, I get more time off. That's a great deal, right? Some of you like that food. Nobody wants to admit to that. I'll be by myself on that one. But some of you just like, of course, the gifts. Just the family time. One of my favorite parts of Christmas is the lights. I love the lights. 
Am I the only one that likes the lights? I mean, you might think, well, oh, man, that's kind of cheesy. I love the lights. No, no, I love the lights. I love in the beginning of November, you know, and the, the mall starts lighting up. And then all the cities, the municipalities, they start putting up lights everywhere. And then the neighborhoods start lighting up. And then all of a sudden, the whole city, everything is lit up. And then Todd puts his lights up. You know, I love the lights because it seems like Christmas lights up the world. And uh, did you know that Christmas comes during the darkest time of the year? You know, December 21st, just four days before Christmas, is what is called the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year and the shortest day of the year. And what is interesting is that when we're at the darkest part of the year, Christmas comes and pierces the darkness. In fact, just as lights play an important part in our Christmas celebration, lights play a very important part in our Savior's birth. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. His, he is Christ the Lord. You know, at the first Christmas, the angels appeared in the sky in a dazzling light, announcing the arrival of the Savior. The, the wise men, they followed that star, they followed the light of the star, which brought them right to the manger of Jesus. Do you want to know what Christmas is really all about? Christmas is about Jesus bringing light to the world. That's what it's about. Can I get a witness today? That's the true purpose of Christmas. In John 12 and verse 46, Jesus said this, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in the darkness. Here is the true meaning of Christmas. Jesus came as a light. Why? To light up our dark days. That's why he came. Have you ever experienced any dark days? How many of you ever experienced? Don't lie in church. How many of you ever experienced? Everybody, everybody has dark days. Isn't that true? Everybody, days when you, you don't want to get out of bed, days when you're afraid to face the world, days when you just don't want to talk to anybody. You ever had one of those days? You didn't want to see anybody. You didn't want to talk to anybody. Dark days when you just want to throw in the towel in life. We all experience dark days. And if you want to know what Christmas is all about, Christmas is about the light of Jesus coming to us in those dark days. Amen. And so there are four types of dark days we all face. And the first one is the dark days of disappointment. How many of you ever been disappointed today? You know, we all experience disappointments when people don't meet your expectations, when things don't turn out the way that you wished, when your hopes and dreams get dashed. Job 20, 30, 26, Job said this. He said, yet when I hope for good, evil came. When I looked for light, then came darkness. Obviously, Job, obviously, Job experienced disappointments in his life. He had those disappointments that came. Have you ever felt like Job? Like when you're hoping for good, but evil came instead? Whenever you're hoping for light, but darkness came. How many of you know life is filled with disappointments? Like, you know, when disappointments because we're hoping to do better financially, but now the year has come and gone and it hasn't happened yet. Or we've hoped that, that a loved one would be healed, but yet they weren't healed. Or we've hoped that, that a relationship would re be restored, but yet it's not restored. See, the reality is life can be full of disappointments. Am I talking to the right crowd today? And in our disappointments come dark days. 
There's no doubt there's people in this room that have experienced disappointments. Another dark day that we face is the dark day of distress. That's living under extreme stress. How many of you had one of those years? That's, you know, distress is when you feel overwhelmed and you're overburdened with the pressures of life. It's when you're exhausted with mental fatigue and physical weariness. It's when you feel like you're about to crack under life's pressure. You ever been so distressed that you thought you were going to die of exhaustion? You felt like you couldn't put one foot in the front of the other, that you felt like you were just going to collapse right where you were. Does anybody ever feel those kinds of days? I know I have. It's quite possible that you're feeling distressed and overburdened and overwhelmed during this Christmas season. I'm sure Mary felt a lot of distress at the first Christmas. I mean, she was nine months pregnant, by far not a normal pregnancy, about to have her first baby, uncertain about her future. She had to feel the shame and face the embarrassment of being pregnant and and not yet married. I'm sure Joseph must have felt great distress. He had to be responsible for, for Mary, taking care of her. He had to find a safe place, a secure place for her to have this baby. Listen, we're all going to face dark days in this life. None of us can get around it. You know, somebody said we're either in the middle of a dark day, we're about to, we just come out of a dark day, or we're about to go into a dark day. Have you noticed life is like that? In fact, you know, Job said, or David said, I cried out desperately for help, but still it does not come. We're all going to face days of distress. It's part of the natural, normal life. And you might have felt like David, where you've cried out for help, but it seems like no help comes. My guess is some of you are feeling that way today. Because in the midst of all the parties, in the midst of all the the joyful season, the the most wonderful time of year. However, distress can be overwhelming. You might be living under financial stress right now. You have more bills than money. You might be living under relational stress. How many of you know that not, not much more can cause greater stress in your life than unresolved conflict, stresses in relationships? You might be living under physical stress, suffering physically from the pain and discomfort in your body. I know physical stress can be unbearable. Some of you are living in the dark days of distress, and you stretch to the limit, and you're trying to do your best just to get past this holiday season. And and the thing that you like most about Christmas is the fact that it's almost here. There's one honest person. A third dark day we face is a dark day of depression. That's when everything seems to cave in emotionally. When you're depressed and you feel like, what's the use of going on? Have you ever been depressed? When, when you're depressed, you just feel like giving up. You can't get out of bed. You're emotionally just gone. In World War II, Winston Churchill said, when the war started in Europe, the light has gone out in Europe. And that's how some people feel. The light has gone out in their life. In Lamentations 3.19, it says, The thought of my pain is bitter poison. I think of it constantly, and my spirit is depressed. You might feel depressed today, and you might feel like the light has gone out in your life. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you lost a loved one this year. Maybe you just had a major failure, defeat in your life. Maybe you got laid off, lost your job. You're struggling relationally, emotionally, mentally, financially. It's pulling at you. It's pulling you down. You know what the fact is, is that some of the most depressed times is that happens during the holiday season. And you don't even feel like going around happy people. I don't know. Have you ever been so depressed where you want to, you don't want to be around happy people? There's, there's one, uh, there's, we got two honest people in here. Listen, the fact is some that, some that are depressed, they don't want to be around happy people. Why? They don't want to be around the holidays because it just magnifies it. 
You know, I found that about my life. Whenever you're going through a difficult time, during the holidays, it magnifies it. It intensifies your loneliness and your, and your discouragement during the holiday season. And I don't know, but maybe there's somebody in this room today that needs to know what the purpose of Christmas is all about. For years, I hated the holidays because the holidays magnified my loneliness. It seemed like the world was having a party and they left me out. But listen, David said this. He said, lover, friend, acquaintance, all are gone. There is only darkness everywhere. Man, I can't imagine living your life where you feel like darkness is everywhere. And I think the worst part about depression is feeling like nobody cares. Like nobody cares or understands how difficult life is for you. But listen, if you get anything out of anything that we say today, I want you to know this, that God cares. He cares about you. He loves you. He, he, he cares about the pain and the suffering that you're going through. Remember the, what the light of Christmas is all about. Jesus truly wants to light up your dark days. Amen. And the fourth kind of dark days that we, we deal with is obviously spiritual dark days. Listen, that's when you face major spiritual darkness and you get, you come under attack by the enemy. In Psalm 4, 143 and 3, it says this, The enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground and forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. Do you know that Satan wants all of us to live in darkness? Do you know that we have an adversary that don't want us to live with joy and happiness and peace in our life? Jesus said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's true. What's true of, 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 of everybody that lived in Jesus' time, it's true of us today. Wouldn't you say? How do you know when you're experiencing spiritual darkness? Here's a couple of ways. Number one is spiritual darkness is when you become enslaved by something that controls you like drugs or alcohol or any, other, any form of addiction. It's when our hearts become overcome by anger and hatred and unforgiveness and bitterness. And those kinds of things surface during the holiday season. Spiritual darkness is when you've given in to some immoral or evil or sinful temptation and you become a slave to it. Spiritual darkness is when you lose all faith in God and all hope that things could get better. You know, spiritual darkness is the worst kind of darkness. You know why? Because there's nothing you can do about it in the natural. And that's why Jesus came. Where do you turn when you face dark days? Where do you turn? We turn to the hope that we have in Christmas. Listen, for years, I, all I knew about Christmas was all the fluff, all the, all the stuff that we've been experiencing. But my friends, Christmas is a whole lot more than presents and wrappings and holiday cheer. Christmas is a whole lot more. Amen. Listen. Christmas is all about Jesus coming to bring light to the world, and he comes as a light to light up our dark days. That's the good news of Christmas. In John 12, 46, Jesus said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. How does Jesus light up our dark days? Well, the first way is Jesus came to encourage us through our disappointments. And listen, in Psalm 34, 18, it says this, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord promises us that he'll be with us when we're hurting. You know, I think if Jesus walked in bodily form into this room right here, and he knows every heart, he knows everything about everybody, he knows every hair that falls off our head, he would come to sit next to the person that's hurting the most. Why? Because he cares. That's why. And the scripture says he's close to those whose hearts are hurting. In fact, Psalm 147 and 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Listen, I don't know what kind of disappointments you've gone through this year, but I want you, I want to encourage you. I want you to know that God can heal you of disappointments. Can, can I get a, an agreement from anybody here today? Listen, the light of Christmas reminds us there's no hurt that God can't heal. None. No hurt that God can't 
healed. Amen. The second way Jesus lights up our dark days is he, he came to bring peace in our distress. You know, more good news this Christmas. You don't have to live stressed and distressed. Say, Ty, well, that's easy for you to say. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to live weary and exhausted. You don't have to live under financial stress, relational stress. You don't have to live under emotional stress. Why? Because Jesus came to light up our dark days and to bring peace where there is distress. Amen. You know, one of the, one of the most popular scriptures that we read and we, and we hear about at Christmas time is Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. You know what the blessing of Christmas is? You don't have to live in the dark days of stress and distress. You can have peace today. Remember when the disciples were, were with Jesus in the boat, and, and they encountered this great storm? The wind just hit the water, that they're, the lake they were in. And all of a sudden, they were in this great storm. And they thought they were going to drown. And they cried out, Jesus, don't you care? You remember that? And remember, Jesus he, Jesus rebuked the winds and the waves, and they calmed down. The storm subsided, and everything was fine. That's what Jesus does for you and I. You see, Christmas, whenever Jesus stepped into the world, whenever he became Emmanuel, God with us, he's not just some in some far-off galaxy. Come on, he's in this room today. He lives in hearts today. And when you go through the most troubling times of your life, the most stressful times of your life, Jesus can rebuke the winds and the waves that are causing your stress, and he can bring you calm in the middle of your storm. That's the good news of Christmas. John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Thank God he was born. Thank God he came. Because now you and I, we don't just have to sing about peace. We can experience peace. Come on, you, you believe that this morning? God's gift this Christmas is peace through troubled times. The third way Jesus lights up our dark days is Jesus came to bring joy into our depression. Remember in Luke 2 and 10, the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. How many of you know the gospel is good news? And listen, it's good news of great joy. And listen, it's for all people. If you're hearing my voice, it's for you today, right? And so the good news is we don't have to live depressed. You can live with great joy. And so listen, you, you know, you don't have to live in the sorrow of failure or divorce or, or, or loss of any kind. You can be healed of your sorrow. You don't have to live with the grief of sadness, losing a loved one. You know, just, just in the last few weeks, just talking to family members that I know that are in this room that I know lost loved ones this year. It's real. Suffering is real. Pain is real. Sorrow is real. Grief is real. I can tell you that in the midst of your dark days, Jesus promises joy. I remember whenever the, I lost the closest person to me at the, that I'd ever lost. It was my grandmother. She, she, she passed away. And I can remember like, like a blanket, grief just wrapped its arms around me. I, I didn't want it. I wasn't expecting it. It just came on me. My grandmother was special. I loved her. And I can remember this feeling of grief and sadness. In the holiday season, it was just like, I couldn't wait till it was over. Because it would remind me, Grandma's not here anymore. And I remember the Lord speaking to me and reminding me of the verse in Isaiah 53. And I want to read it to you because it, it brought such hope and comfort to me. And for some of you, maybe it'll help you today. And it says this, Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Did we ourselves esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted? But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we were healed. See, I'd read that verse over and over again, time and time again. But I never correlated it with grief. 
And the Bible says Jesus took our grief. He took our sorrow. And I realized that day that I didn't have to live with the sadness of the loss of my grandmother. As, as hard as that was, I could have joy unspeakable. Jesus took my grief and my sorrow so I didn't have to live under it anymore. And I'm telling you, whenever I got that revelation, grief had to leave, depression had to leave, and the birds started singing again, amen, and joy came into my life. The light of Christmas reminds us we can live in joy instead of living in depression. And the fourth and final way Jesus lights up our dark days is, of course, he came to liberate us from spiritual darkness. You know, the light of Christmas reminds us that we don't have to be enslaved by spiritual darkness. We don't have to be enslaved by the enemy. Remember in John 12, 46, Jesus said, I've come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. See, the true meaning of Christmas is Jesus came to light up our dark days. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have received your salvation and you know what it's like to be liberated from spiritual darkness? I'm telling you, it's the best thing you will ever experience on this side of eternity. You see, we no longer have to be enslaved to drugs, alcohol, or any other addiction. We no longer have to be overcome by anger and hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness. We can get set free from that. Amen. We no longer have to be imprisoned by these things. We can be free from every immoral or evil and sinful temptation that the enemy throws at us. Jesus came so that we could be liberated from the spiritual dark days that the enemy would want us to live in. I love this verse in Matthew 121. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The greatest gift anyone could receive is to be saved from their sins. Don't you agree? But the good news of the Christmas season is that Jesus is our light. And he came to light up our dark days. And wherever you are today, I want you to know that he's not this little baby sitting in a manger. Come on. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the prince of peace. He's a wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. He is the one that we worship. He is the one that we celebrate today. Amen. Would you do me a favor and stand with me today? See, one of the things that happened to me through the holiday season, one of the telltale signs that Jesus had changed my life was that during the holiday season, where everybody was having a great time, for years I didn't. It was a terrible time. It was a bad time. And then one day I heard about the fact that Jesus came, died on the cross, shed his blood so my sins could be forgiven. And I didn't have to wander in darkness any longer but I could be transferred, transformed into his marvelous light. That day I asked Christ into my heart. I asked him to forgive me. And Christ came into my life. I really didn't even know what all that meant. But the next holiday season, something was different. My circumstances hadn't changed, but my life was different. I had a light in my life. I had a joy in my heart. I had peace ruling in my life. And it was because the light of Christmas, it was because Jesus changed my life. Jesus wants to change your life. Would you do me a favor and just bow your head with me for just a moment? Maybe you're here today and, and maybe you've, you've heard the gospel, but maybe you've never received it or maybe you've, you've never really, you've never really taken the time to think about the fact that you might be wandering in darkness and that you need a savior. You need Jesus to save you from your sins. I want to give you a, a, an opportunity to respond to Jesus and receive the greatest gift that you could ever receive. The gift that keeps on giving over and over and over again. In fact, it's the gift that will bless you even throughout eternity. It's the gift of salvation. If you hear today and you say, Todd, I, I don't know that I'm a Christian. I don't know that I've really genuinely, sincerely asked Jesus to forgive my sins. 
Would you pray for me to do that today? I, I want to surrender my life. I want to become a Christian today. I want to, I want to give you that chance. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand so I can see it. And I want to, I want to pray for you. I see your hand right over here. Anybody else? Just raise your hand and say, Todd, pray that prayer. I see your hand right over here. I see your hand. Don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. This is the greatest gift that you could ever receive. Thank you. I see your hand right over here. Right back here. I see your hand right over here, right here. Thank you. Thank you. This is the gift. Don't go home without it. Don't leave this Christmas without the greatest gift of all. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. Those of you raise your hand, we're going to pray together. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I don't want to wander in darkness. I want to live in your marvelous light. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me. I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life and be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your family this day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. And we like to conclude our service on Christmas with, a, with candles. How many of you know that Jesus is the light and he came to live his light in us? If you don't have a candle, just raise your hand and we'll try to get one to you real quick. And we're going to... What we're going to do is we're going to light some candles up here in the front and then we're going to just lure the lights and we're just going to just light all the candles. And I want you to just think about this verse when we do this. It's in John 12, 46. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. Jesus wants us to walk in his light. Amen. Come on, sing it with me.
Jesus told the church, he said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill can't be hidden. Jesus wants to let his light shine through us that wherever we go, his light will shine in the darkest places of the world. But we can't let our light shine if we're living in dark days. This is why Jesus came. It's the reason for Christmas. It's the purpose of Christmas. The light of Christmas is to light up our life. Maybe this Christmas season, you're going through great disappointment. Your heart has been broken. Or maybe you're living overwhelmed and stressed out. Or maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're you're just in darkness. Jesus wants to lift the darkness from your life and let his light shine in your heart today. Amen. I want to pray for you. Now, while I pray, I want you to just receive his grace right there where you are. Father, I pray for every person in this room that is having a dark day, a dark season. Lord, I pray that right now, Lord, that through the power of your grace, the power of your spirit, that you would drive out darkness from each and every one of our lives. Lord, let your hope, let your love, let your grace fill and flood every mind, every heart, and every spirit. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us hope today in the mighty and in the strong name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody that agreed said, amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. You can blow your candle out. Have a great Christmas, everybody. God bless you.